Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick, Alex Brandt, Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Bernard. And we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24 hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. The Japanese version of yeah, like weird. Indeed, that's just how it is. We didn't start the fire. Did you really? Guys, did you guys yeah. see three? Sounds extra tinny. Speaking of fires, downtown Minneapolis is beyond fire because businesses are leaving so fast. This week alone, it is unbelievable. You had City Works leave, Devil's Advocate leave, and now today, Ike's is permanently closed. Yep, Ike's, Ike's is permanently closed. Yeah, Ike's closed. What? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Good news for you though, Alex, because it's moving to Bloomington. Well, there oh, well, is one. There, there is one go. in Bloomington. They're just adding another one. Oh, where? Yep, they're adding another one. Where in Bloomington? Uh, it says in the article. Oh, I posted. It. I posted it on my Facebook. Oh, feed. okay. Twentieth, Twenty Eighth Street, uh, near the airport. There you go. Oh, okay. So you know where Hazelwood always... is, Alex? Yeah. That's it's pretty close to What's there. What's going to be left downtown in the end? Yeah, Murray's? nothing. They're going to destroy that town. Oh, they, they are. They They're going to destroy that. It's they, just. They already have Casa. destroyed it. <clears throat> I, I, hopefully, they don't go after the North Loop. I mean, Jesus. Oh, well, the, the, the surge is going that way. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. But they just really need to get their head out of their ass and stop telling people how to run their businesses when you've never run a business in your life. Well, I mean, I, seriously, CityWorks told me they personally left because they couldn't they couldn't deal with the criminal activity anymore. They couldn't deal with security right. issues anymore. And they were they hired private security seven days a week. That that adds up. God, <laughs> jeez. I know. It's unbelievable. We, uh, Catherine and I saw something, and I, you know, I won't reveal where it was or whatever, but we were having dinner, and this fake homeless person came by, and you could just tell by the way she would, she comported herself that it was fake, because she went way over the top with the, I haven't eaten all day, and it's just terrible, things are just terrible. We said, well, so, sorry, we just, we have a, you know, we didn't bring any cash with us, we don't carry cash with us, we just have a, a credit card. Then she wanted us to use our credit card to buy her dinner. Mm. <laughs> She's like, you've got a credit card? <laughs> she did. She wanted us to buy her dinner. So here's the great part. There's a reason, and you will love this, L.A., Nick. We're sitting there, and there's a woman a couple tables over. She's about 30, 35, Catherine, you think? Yeah, yeah Something like that? Mm-hmm. So the woman goes over to her, and before she even gets to the table, the young woman who's from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, <laughs> what do you think happened, L.A.? I know exactly what happened. <laughs> she goes, no, no, I'm not going to do it. The answer's no. 
Get out of here. It was phenomenal. You know, you know, well, and she goes, get out of here. Pan- pandering's illegal in Philadelphia. Good. It should be. should be. It used to be illegal in Minneapolis and St. Paul before the psychos took Yes, panhandling well, think... is illegal. You're not allowed to panhandle well, in Philadelphia. Well, I think technically it's illegal everywhere, but they just don't enforce it, right? No, Minneapolis Probably. is not. Busking, they passed oh. it about four years ago. Busking and panhandling are illegal. What's Buskers. busking? Buskers, What's a busking? Busking playing music or entertaining on a street corner for money. Busking. Oh, okay. And the buskers. You've heard of the buskers. I have heard of buskers, but I didn't know what they did. Yeah, that's all legal <laughs> now. Guess. Everything's legal in the city of Minneapolis now. Yes. Any there you sales have it. under 50 bucks. So, that's what it is. <sighs> now. Any drug sales under 50 bucks is legal now. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so basically, uh, we can't get medication whenever we need it, but you can just go ahead and buy drugs on the street, and that's okay. As long as it's under 50 bucks. I just don't understand. what. Where do they think we're at? This is all to get them to vote for for you, isn't it? Absolutely, 100%. If, if you guys are following the stuff oh. that's happening in New, York City, in New York State, this guy gets, robs a bank, gets caught. They release him instantly with no bail. Goes and robs another bank, gets caught. They release him instantly with no bail. He's been caught three times and released with no bail. And now he just robbed another bank yesterday, and they're looking for him. <laughs> I, there you go. Crazy stuff. And that was only one of like 10. There's another guy who's been assaulting women. He punched one lady in the face and knocked her teeth out. They released him on bail. And now he just assaulted some other lady and they're looking for him. And this this is this no bail thing is insane. And Jacob Fry, the mayor of Minneapolis, is pushing so hard for no bail in Minneapolis. Well, there was a cop in New York City. A guy came up and smashed him in the face and... Uh, the guy, the cop arrested him, and that guy hits a cop, broad daylight, sucker punches him, Nothing. he's back on the street, nothing happened to nope. him. I just don't understand it. People are going to get shot to death if this doesn't stop, well, and I, I mean... They, they just saw, I just saw another story. In California, it had, if you get something stolen that's under $9,000, or I'm sorry, under $900, the person cannot be arrested. That's correct. That's correct. So this person got something stolen, and they put out some bait. They put a bicycle out there. Right. And the guy came and stole it, and the people grabbed him, and they beat him up, and guess what? They got arrested. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's insane. Now, we do have some really... I remember when I used to be able to talk on my own show. Remember that, Nick? I was gonna t- I was gonna text you. There's a weird delay. <laughs> yeah, there's a delay. Yeah, I, I didn't. So get you have it to kind of wait now. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it'll take you. It, it, <laughs> I didn't get it till just now. It takes a it takes a little bit of listening it does. and stuff before you get it. It's not easy. It does indeed, but it, you'll lock it. It's just, it's just a little bit of a delay. It's not a big deal. So mm-hmm. it'll all work out in the end. Uh, but I did want to run this story by you because this is what stories should be all about. You know what I mean? You know, Harry and Meghan are stepping back as senior members of the British royal family, but if they're looking to join another royal family, they are covered. Another royal family has stepped up and said, we would love you to come and join us. (laughs) Do you know who it is? Uh, Norway. Nope. Anybody else know who it is? I couldn't even guess. They put out the line, if you're looking for it, we have a new crown for you. And who has the crown for Harry? It's going to be like Uganda or something. The nope, Kardashians? it's Burger King. No. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Burger King. Burger King. Said, said we've got a crown for you right here. <laughs> what's How going great on? is that? I wonder what's going on with Burger King, because they're closing all the ones around here. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I don't know what the hell's happening. Mm-hmm. And it was based out of here for many, many years. It was owned by Pillsbury, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't know that. I think Pillsbury's when it started Burger King, if I remember right. I might be wrong about that. But. I didn't know they were based out of here. They were. I don't, they're not anymore, but they used to be. Oh, yeah. Pillsbury bought uh, Burger King in 67. Wow. Huh. There you go. But now who owns it, Andy? Uh, let's see here. And where are they based? They are headquartered in Miami. Oh. Miami? Really? That doesn't make any much sense. <laughs> and their no. parent is Restaurant Brands International. The only thing I can eat from Burger King is a Whopper Jr., yeah, yep. Jr. How about Me the impo- how about the Impossible Whopper? Can you eat that? I haven't tried it yet. I know Bob Sansevier liked either. it. Hmm. Oh, did he? Yeah, he liked it. 
And he doesn't oh, yeah, eat... Yeah, those Impossible Burgers are good. He doesn't eat red meat. I'm making this week a... What's the one from McDonald's? Big Mac. But it's like a double one. Yeah. yeah. Like two patties. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I'm making a double... A pretend, like a knockoff vegan... Big Mac for dinner for us this well, week. Well, I saw that Bob Sansevier's wife posted the ingredients of that Impossible Whopper, and it is pretty similar to most meat-flavored dog foods. It's like it's, <laughs> it's like the same. It's same. It's, it really is. It's the same basic ingredients. Hey, dog food has quality ingredients. Some dog yeah, food it really does. does. No. Yes. Yeah. That's all I have to say, ladies and gentlemen. Beyond burgers are better than, as someone that doesn't, hasn't eaten meat in 20 years, 22 years, 21, something. Something Um, like that. Beyond burgers are better than impossible burgers. Yeah, T-bone steak's even better. No, thank you. (laughs) I would. That's like, like steak is the one thing. Like, I don't really care if people eat meat around me, but if somebody eats a steak around me, I'm just like, I can't look well, at it. Well, somebody it's gave me a gift, get a gift card to Manny Steakhouse for my birthday, and I wasn't going to drive downtown, so I figured, found out that that group, Parasole, owns yeah. owns uh, Pittsburgh Blue. Yeah, they own Pittsburgh Blue. So I went there, mm-hmm. and I had oysters, crab meat, and mm. a steak. Mm. Pittsburgh Blue is really good. It was pretty good. I have a friend. Which one do you go to? Husband the, is the head chef. The one right in Maple Grove. Well, that's the ticket. That's a good thing. Uh, you know, Billie Eilish owes me because I, I talk about her putting out, people putting out cigarettes on her face, and then all of a sudden she breaks yet another record. Billie Eilish isn't done making history. The youngest person to be nominated in four main Grammy categories in a single year, also the youngest to be named Billboard's Woman of the Year, is now the youngest artist in history to write and record a James Bond theme song. Okay, it's all right, Billie. I, you know, I brought your name up, and now you're getting all these honors, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Did you ever figure out why that video had people putting cigarettes out in her face? I, what, I have no idea. What did that have to do with the song? And, they, and some people sent me messages. If you don't like it, then don't listen. I made it very clear I didn't listen to the song. I just saw the video part right. of it where they were putting cigarettes out her face. Why would they so, do that? The, uh, she's trying to make some point. I don't even. I don't know what the hell Maybe the point is. Maybe it's about is. abuse. She's like this. She's neo grunge. She's all edgy and you know. <clears throat> I don't care about anything. She looks yeah, she's a little cool. like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is kind of oh, her she's trying to be Kurt like Cobain. She's going to see it. For, no, she's not trying uh, to be Kurt Cobain, but she's definitely inspired so by Kurt Cobain. Should she be dead by 27? Honestly, Potentially. Probably. Yes. <laughs> uh, she probably will be. I wouldn't doubt. I hope not. That business I would hope not. Young people. It does. It does. Especially if they want to be the pouty kind, you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, she does. She like she's very pouty, don't you think? Well, she, yeah. I don't know anything about her. I'm just every time I see her picture, she looks like she's grabbing. We know that negativity is the way of the world right now. Well, so. that's probably true. Mm-hmm. That is probably true, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame picks its new class. Whitney and Notorious <laughs> B.I.G. make the cut. Uh, uh, so you got your picks here. Who's in? Whitney Houston, Nine Inch Nails, and Notorious B.I.G., Depeche Mode, the Doobie Brothers, and T-Rex. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who didn't make it? That's amazing who didn't make it. Uh, Pat Benatar, Dave Matthews, Judas Priest, Kraftwerk, MC5, Motorhead, Rufus featuring Chaka Khan, Todd Rundgren, Soundgarden, and Thin Lizzy did not make it. <laughs> How does Thin Lizzy not make in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? How is that even possible? And Whitney Houston does. Mm. I know. Whitney Houston was not. Hey, look, She's not great. Really rock and roll, is she? I know. She's a pop singer. Yeah. Uh, well, you know. The whole problem is now uh, that people are more concerned about other things than their talent. And, and it just is disgusting to yeah. me. I mean, Whitney Houston is a supreme talent. Notorious B.I.G., does he have any talent at all? Yeah, he, he in the rap world he did. Oh, is he, uh, is he one of those guys that's dead? Yeah, he's dead, yeah. Yeah, he's the whole Tupac oh, and Biggie yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. I like California Love. That was a good song. That was the only one I could think of, though. Uh, oh, my God. He's been dead for 23 years already. Yeah. Holy yeah. God. Yeah. In fact, the car he just got shot, he, that he was shot in, mm-hmm. just got sold at auction. For $500 oh, million? Dollars? 
It, no, it actually didn't. They were asking crazy money for it, but it didn't get it. It was an old 7-series Beamer. Well, I mean, I don't think anyone really... Like, back in the 90s and the early 2000s, sure, like, everyone was all about Tupac and Biggie, but they just don't care yeah. anymore, I don't think. Yeah, the shelf life for that entertainment world is very short. Well, I mean, like, there's, there's really no shortage of rappers who started out poor, made it big, and then got murdered. There's just, like, a million of them. <laughs> So <laughs> pretty much back then it was a novel concept. Oh, he died for his art, you know, that kind of thing. He died so young. What a right. tragedy. But it's not even a tragedy anymore. It's just what to expect, which is not good, but that's how it is. It's true. Well, the good news is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, at least there are two bands that don't have anybody dead in them that's going in. Nine Inch Nails and Depeche Mode, everybody else has... Well, listen to this. Whitney Houston, Notorious B.I.G., two members of the Doobie Brothers, and all but one member of T-Rex are dead. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's not a healthy business, uh, let me is, just say what that. What is the process of who they pick? Does, do you know? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Because I noticed... Like, and we'll never know. I mean, some of the biggest bands in the world, like the Scorpions, are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, the Scorpions are well, literally... they're not now? No, they're one of the biggest bands in the world. Not maybe in America, but in the rest of the world, the Scorpions are literally one of the biggest bands in the world. I mean, Judas Priest isn't in? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Benatar? I don't, yeah, I don't understand. Todd Rundgren, I'm really shocked that he's not in. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the... Yeah, I don't he, know. It's really weird. He's... He's not super mainstream, though. I mean, he was for he a was, while, though. but he's yeah. yeah. But I mean, he's always been a little bit of an outer edge kind of guy. Wait, who? I think Todd Rundgren. Oh, I thought you, yeah. For some reason, I thought you were talking about Pat Benatar. I was like, well, a not a guy. Every it's time, a woman. Every time you say Judas Priest, I think about your mother. Oh, I, my yeah. mother used to say that all the time. Judas Priest. <laughs> She did it all the well, time. Judas oh, yeah. Priest. Yep, she did. She said Judas Priest all the time. She did. I don't know. Oh, God, here we go. That was her answer to the Effenheimer. It wasn't. Yeah, I never heard my mother drop the F-bomb. i got to be no, honest with you. She said Judas Priest instead. Yeah, she said That's true. She said Judas Priest instead. <laughs> wouldn't say Jesus uh, Christ because it would be blasphemy. No. My mom, my, nope. mom says, my mom says friggin'. Yeah. Friggin. Oh, yeah, a lot of friggin', yeah. This friggin' guy. I used to say it all the time, and my mom yelled at me saying that that was a swear, too. It's too I'm close. Like, friggin' that counts. You know, I still to How this day... How about friggin'? Can I say friggin'? I couldn't say, oh, my gosh, around... I still, to this day, have never people. cursed in front of my parents. Wow. I rarely do. Yeah, I don't swear much. I don't... Yeah, I don't swear much at home life You went at through all, a really. very intense <clears throat> swearing phase as a teenager. Well, I went through a, you know, oh, yes. functionally on prescription methamphetamine phase, so... Well, yeah. No, it was your violent video game phase. Yeah. It was all it was all the same phase. It just wasn't good. <laughs> the video games haven't gone anywhere, but the anger has, so what does that tell you? Yeah, it's pretty much true. Isn't it? Gotta love Riddle. Pretty much true. Yeah. Andy, what time do you need to be out? Uh, about a minute ago. Now. A minute ago, that's what I oh, thought. Here. We shall be right back. Uh, there's a hell of a homeless story coming up next, and they're getting, boy, the accusations are flying, man. Oh, we'll be right back with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The X-Chat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Check app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. 
I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We're rocking out, baby. I found a fly in my salad. A bug. In your salad. Nice. And she's, yep. and she's still eating it. I'm still Good eating protein. it. <laughs> protein. Protein. It's just like little, little bugs are in, like, produce and bugs. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you eat. Everything you eat has hair in it, has body, insect body parts. It just does. Mm. I'm just kind of like, whatever. Just it is. I just picked it out and, and went on my merry stuff, way. Most stuff has crap in it, too. Well, uh, thank yes, you it for does. that. It does. All right, here's... We're going to go with a story here, and then I want you guys to guess what it's been called. Okay, you ready? Ready. Four people were arrested Tuesday when Alameda County Sheriff's deputies showed up to evict a group of homeless mothers who'd taken up residence in a vacant home in Oakland, California. NBC News and the Mercury News report that members of Moms for Housing, an activist group trying to call attention to homelessness, and by the way, the woman they're showing, she appears to be about maybe 30, and she's rather healthy, so I don't understand why she'd be homeless. There are more jobs available now than there ever have been. I don't really understand this. But in any case, they showed up. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, Here's the deal. They, the Moms for Housing, an activist group trying to call attention to homelessness and affordable housing problem in the area, moved into, in uh, November into the empty home owned by development company Wedgwood Properties, had been embroiled in a legal battle since. Wedgwood had previously served the women with an eviction notice, which they fought in court. So you could just move into somebody's house, even though it's not yours, even though they don't want you there. Well, squatters have been doing that for years. Okay, you ready? What did they call it? What did the news call it in in the San Francisco, Oakland area? What they did to these women? Holocaust, concentration camp, Hitler, something. You're close. (laughs) Of course. They called it, and I quote, an act of war. Wow. Have we lost our minds completely? Yes. We have, haven't we? Without a second well, thought, this, yes. This, this isn't actually anything new in California. They've no, had no. strong squatters' rights for at least 20 years that I know of because I got taken by squatters who were squatting in a house and yeah. they rented me the house. <laughs> well, that works. <laughs> no, well, there you go. They literally put an ad in Craigslist. I showed up. It was a young couple. The house was really nice. And... They had a lease. I signed it. I gave them $10,000 in cash, and I moved in. (laughs) And then two days later, the police showed up at the door with some guy screaming, what are you doing in my house? And he he had just evicted them, and it took him a year to get them out of his house. (sighs) And now I'm in his house, and it's going to take him a year to get me out. So I sat down with the guy after he cooled down and said, listen— What's the story with the house? And he said, it's going to get demolished eventually. And I said, well, well listen, I was paying 2500 bucks a month rent to them. Well, I'll just give you the 2500 bucks a month. And when you're ready to knock it down, I'll leave. And he, he took, you know, he, he had no choice, but he took the deal. I ended up living there for years, but, and the house is still standing today. <laughs> it never got knocked down. Not a shock, it's right? It's the only freestanding house, single family home on Fairfax between Sunset and Santa Monica, and it's still there. Really? Yeah. He found out it was good uh, rental income. No, I think the the recession hit and nothing got built. I could see that. You guys know who Stan Kirsch is? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, a star of the mid 1990s Highlander TV series. You guys ever watched the Highlander on TV? No, I remember it. I don't think I've ever watched it. I never watched it, yeah. (laughs) He never watched it. Uh, apparently, the star, he was found dead in his Los Angeles home uh, Saturday afternoon. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ Stan Kirsch, who played the immortal Richie Ryan on the show for six seasons, was found hanging in the bathroom uh, by his wife. Uh, 51 years old, hanged himself. Uh, oh, I got to say, that's a mean, mean thing to do. When you said found hanging in the bathroom by his wife, I thought 
they were both yeah. hanging, but it makes oh next to one another. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. god, but then I mean, it's still bad. But yikes! Well, I don't think I, I would ever forgive you for anybody for letting me find a loved body. one. Like I just that. don't. My yeah, brain can't comprehend that. No. My wonder is I if know, he had you, some sort yeah. of fatal illness or something. I don't know. Probably uh, depression. Say much about that. Drug use. <clears throat> or drug use, yeah. Alcoholism. Or he couldn't get a job in Hollywood. Like why most people hang themselves. In Hollywood. You know, to tell you the truth, the beat. Good. Full disclosure: If I lived in Hollywood, I'd hang myself just because I was living in Hollywood. <laughs> but I'm saying to just move to be an actor and having a good gig for that long, and then nobody will hire you ever for anything ever again. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. rough. Yeah, I could see that. No, you're absolutely right. Well, this is not good news. We live in celebration. It's where dreams come true. You know where Celebration Florida is, Catherine, up there by yep. Disney Disney World. Mm-hmm. We live in celebration. It's where dreams come true, basically, right? And then this has to happen. Those were the words of a resident of Celebration, Florida, the Disney, uh, Disney-developed community in Walt Disney World's backyard after four bodies were found in a home there yesterday. Oh, my God. What the hell? Not very celebratory. Yikes. Celebratory? A celebra- a celebration is a very quiet neighborhood. We rarely have anything like this happen. It's totally unexpected. What we know so far, deputies were called to the Osceola County home around uh, 9 a.m., and though not many details have been released, including the victim's identities, authorities say one person is in custody and the deaths are suspicious. So the one person killed four other people in Celebration, uh, Florida. Yikes. It's not what you're supposed to be doing down there, Buster Brown. What the hell are you thinking? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Please don't do that. Yeah, don't do, what the hell? Don't do something like that. What the hell's wrong with you? You know what I mean? I do. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. It's just, uh, you know what? One thing I, got, I should pass along is on the morning show today, and we were not digging around for stories. We were just putting stories up that we, uh, you know, deemed uh, usable for the show. We had five stories in a row with a very positive outcome where all five people could have started whining and saying they were victims. But not one of them did. They took care of the problem and moved forward. And I was, I was very happy to read those stories. Were you shocked? I was extremely shocked, as a matter of fact. One young lady has a, a, a form of narcolepsy. She becomes paralyzed when she laughs. Really? She starts laughing and she cannot move. If she's laughing, it's a form of narcolepsy. Oh. She can't move. She she's paralyzed if she laughs. So you know, she says not really fair. But she she never once said, "Oh, this is horrible. I'm a victim." Blah blah blah. She said, "No, this is not a big deal. I'll deal with it, and everything will be fine." I mean, there, there was story after story where people had things happen to them that were not very fair. Not one of them said they were a victim, which I just love, right? There's a lot of yeah. people that do want to claim victim right now. Oh, God, it's all they do. I'm a victim. It's terrible. It's getting, it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> it is. You're absolutely right. It is getting absolutely ridiculous. And what I really love is a long history of treating people like crap. We've learned nothing because we picked out other people to treat like crap now. Isn't that sad? It is pretty sad. Indeed it is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so Chris uh, Chris Hansen? Chris Hansen is in trouble? What? What happened to Chris Hansen? I don't know. Uh, says here, the alleged predators used to knock on Chris Hansen's door. Now he's knocking on theirs. And his most recent mark, a famous YouTube star, wasn't having it. The Daily Dot reports the 60-year-old former host of To Catch Predator now runs a YouTube channel called Have a Seat with Chris Hansen. And last week, Hansen showed up at the home of YouTuber... Uh, is it Onision? Oh yeah, Onision. Oh. He's what? he's had a long Onision? um history of you know fourteen year old girls that kind of thing. What? Oh. I mean, I'm not going to make any like absolute statements because I don't know for sure if he's been convicted of anything. But I just have heard he's not been convicted. He has, yet. A, he's been uh, he has a long reputation for that kind of thing, like having fans, you know, come over to his house, that kind of thing. Gross. He has also gone by the names Gregory Jackson, James Jackson, and Gregory Avaro. <laughs> to try to get an interview with the 34-year-old, Mashable notes that for the past few months, Hansen has been interviewing women who say Onision. How do you say it? Onision? I think it's Onision. 
Onision, who's been accused of child grooming and emotional abuse, and his spouse, Kai Avaro, had groomed them uh, when they were underage. When Hanson showed up at Onision's door last week, however, the YouTube star tried to flip the script by calling authorities. Hi, uh, there's a person who's been stalking me online, and they just showed up to my house. And the cop said, no, it's at your house, not to my house. Uh, no, he didn't say that. I just made that up. <laughs> Onision is heard saying that he, uh, in the 911 call obtained by Hanson, listen to the full call if you want to. When the dispatcher asks Onision if he can ID the person at his door, Onision replies, it's Chris Hanson. And Chris Hanson then said, it's Chris Hanson. <laughs> say it right. Oh, my God. Onision says that a 19-year-old he rebuffed due to their mental disorder. And negativity went to Hanson and uh, said a bunch of mean things about me. So now this person is, like, trying to be aggressively pursuing me uh, in a really hateful way. See, right there, I'm a victim. He said a bunch of mean things about me. So now this person is, like, trying to aggressively pursue me in a really hateful way. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) Kind of piling it on there, don't you think? What does this person do? Is it uh, you, some who, YouTube? Well, yeah, YouTube but like, in what? Yeah, yeah, what does he do on YouTube? I don't know. He makes like sketches, you know, like um, like you know, a key and peel kind of thing. But oh, by okay. oh, he does. Yeah, and he's nineteen. No, he's thirty-four. Oh, he's oh, okay. he's thirty-four. By the way, I'm looking at his picture right now. He's just looking in his eyes. He's quite hateable. I'm just telling you. Mm. He looks like a guy you just like to slap right across the face. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? He's got that real cocky look in his eye, like, I'm much smarter than you. I'm better than I don't you. Think I've ever just looked at someone and wanted to slap him in the face. I do it every day. It's usually I've when never. they've done something I've, that I I've, don't like. <laughs> I've looked at people and thought, like, you're, I don't like you. Like, you're creepy. Yeah. But you know I've what, never though, wanted to slap him you in know the what, face. Though, that's kind of the thing to do nowadays, but it is wrong. What? Does it be just, creepy? Just, no, just to look at someone and say, didn't judge him that way. No. No, it is not. It's not wrong at all. It's been my whole life. It's been my whole life you, judging a, people. Real quick, real quick story. So, I, so the, the, the week, the last weekend was my birthday and the, my horse died. And Happy the, the birthday. Day before, ah, the, the day before that, I get a, I bought a new motorcycle, another six-cylinder Benelli, and the guy delivered it, who was going to deliver it from Kentucky. Well, he shows up with two guys with him. And I already told him he could stay at my house, but I didn't know he was bringing two guys with him. So these two guys were really shady looking. Like they were wearing hoodies and they they just looked like they were, you know, druggy gangster type. And they leave. And the next day, I noticed that some of my jewelry was missing. Oh! So I searched the whole house. I mean, searched. Because Nancy, she she was uncomfortable them being there. So I, I think, thought maybe she just grabbed my jewelry and stuck it in a drawer or something. Mm. So I asked her. She said, no, I didn't touch it. We searched the whole entire house. for ten. I waited 10 days. And then I called the guy that I bought the bike from. And I said, hey, is there any chance those two guys would have stolen anything from my house? He was like, hell yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 they're out of a Whoops. drug rehab. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, thanks for bringing them over. Yeah, what the hell are they what was, thinking? Why did he bring them over? Uh, he needed people to help him drive. He was driving the Nebraska and back. No, whatever. Whatever. But it, I, I hate, but, I, but long story short, the same day I called him and blamed those people, well, I didn't really blame them, so there's any chance, we found the jewelry. Uh, oh, they oh, didn't God. steal it? No, they did not steal it. And now I feel Whoops. like a piece of crap because I judged somebody because they were wearing hoodies. Tough well, hop. I don't care if it was a woman in a Chanel suit. When somebody who you don't know comes in the house and things are missing, that's kind of where the first thing right. your brain and, goes. And, and, is... and I waited 10 days to search the house to try to see if they turned up. Now, the one guy who came and delivered the bike, I know him from Benelli World Circles and in, in, in the Benelli Italian motorcycle world. So I know he wasn't going to steal anything from me. But I guess he runs a real... How about me? He... <laughs> Do you think well, I would steal from you? Well, I live in your old house. Wow. I'm doubting it. Yeah, probably not. Probably not going to happen. And I have a I, lot of old houses now. I, I think I think that you probably have nicer stuff than me. So, oh, yeah, you'd be here surprised. We go. All of our stuff is crap. <laughs> exactly. 
We bought it all at, uh, what's the name of that, Ikea? That's yeah. all we... Uh, except we nailed it all to the hey, wall so it see, wouldn't fall over and kill us. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of crappy furniture, did you see that... Uh, uh, what's the other furniture place? Just filed for bankruptcy yesterday. Ashley? No, the... the uh, Gabberts? No, uh, home. Gabberts. Uh, oh, my God. Home. No. Home, home furnishing. Home no, the, the place. H-O-M? Oh, my God. Tip, Where are they uh, based? They're everywhere. I think they're based, maybe based out of here. Hmm. The place that is sells like con- no, the place it's like they sell like off- home goods. No, they, they oh, s- Pier One, Pier One. Oh, Pier One, pier one. Pier one. it's like home goods, but Pier One, yep, gone. <laughs> oh, really? I think it's because that they sold all Chinese goods. No, we couldn't do the tariffs. Oh, it's going to close up to 450 oh. of its 942 stores. <gasps> Ooh, I like Pier One, <clears throat> I know, not anymore. You know, it is all crap though. No, not all of it's crap. Hey, not those seashell chandeliers. Those are fine. They don't sell those anymore. That was like 1975. What's well, the last time I was in one of those stores? Oh, I there thought you go. had one. Oh. No. Well, I do. Oh, we but... actually did have one. No, we brought that back from Hawaii. Yeah, but we had one. Well, we had one. Those, yeah. Those at all one right. time were super cool. We got to take a break because we have a special guest coming up right after this with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. How are these guys not in the Hall of Fame? We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Is Ryan ready to go? Yep. Ryan Singer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, we're going to do several different things. Uh, podcast, me and Paranormal, you, and this is where the magic happens. Magic with a K, with a CK, actually. Right, Ryan? That's right, that's right. <laughs> and so why do we go with the ICK? Uh, uh, because we're talking about, like, you know, the uh, the oldest form of magic, I guess, when uh, people want to oh. talk about uh, the difference. It's not so much card tricks as it is. You know, witchcraft, I guess you could say. So oh, it's witchcraft kind of magic, that that kind of deal? Yeah, it's like the, uh, you know, the kind of the kind of magic where, you know, you pointy hats and, uh, you know, basically actually just meditation uh, and lots of trips to Michael's, the uh, craft store. Uh, <laughs> more <laughs> Okay. I guess you get it. Yeah. Wicked kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, Wiccan kind of stuff, pagan kind of stuff, you know, kind of earth, mm-hmm. uh, earth stuff. Shamanism. Yeah, so uh, a friend of mine who's, uh, she's been, she's like a psychic, uh, a psychic witch, I guess is what people would call her. She's the co-host, and uh, so we have a lot of fun talking about, you know, but it's 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 mostly just about relationships, but uh, <laughs> but it's a fun it's a fun time. Oh, I want to hear about that. It's mostly about relationships. Like, how, how well, do you approach the relationship deal? Yeah, well, the uh, the co-host Angela Lovell's her name. She's uh, she's an author, and she's also been uh, practicing psychic for a long time. But she's lived 
seemingly so many lives and then, you know, obviously, you know, has had past life regressions and all this kind of stuff. So uh, not to mention just this lifetime, but uh, she's she's had a very, a very wild ride when it comes to her relationships with men. And, you know, I'm in my early 40s and I've never been married, uh, don't have any kids. So it comes up a lot, uh, you know, our failure, a lot of failures in relationships and things, uh, you know, wanting to, talking about whether or not we want to have kids. Like, I want to have kids. She does not. Um, we're not together, so that works out. But uh, the, you know, I don't know. The older you get, it seems like the more you realize, like, oh, I'm going to be gone. I need a, a version of myself to, uh, you know, to carry on. the. Uh, you know how people always talk about uh, they want their kids to live out their unfulfilled dreams? Well, it's mm-hmm. like, well, I just want a kid to, like, you know, follow in my footsteps. I need somebody to to inherit my pile of nothing that I'm leaving behind. Uh, as far as like, you know, because comedy is not really. It's kind of a luxury to do stand up comedy. Uh, so it's not like I'm necessary in society. I'd be left outside the cave if we were rebuilding. I mean, a doctor can be a little bit funny. You know, he gets inside the cave. <laughs> yeah. I can't be a little bit doctor. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, now, what, they, what's the thing you said? Say, you said. Oh, sorry about ahead, that. Sir. Yeah, yeah. They say. Well, the reason I, I talk about like you know being a luxury is because you know, like I said, a doctor can be a little bit funny, but uh, you know, they say laughter is the best medicine. You always hear people saying that, and but I mean, I yep. don't think anybody really wants to put that to the test. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, what's the matter? Your appendix is bursting. Get over here. I got some. You know, I got some uh, knock knock jokes. You know, it's like that person is that person is not going to make it. But um, but it, there's there does seem to be. I drank a lot of coffee this morning. I'm out on the West Coast right now, so I'm a little jacked up. Okay. That works. So I'm magic to uh, being single, not having kids. But uh, there does seem to be, like, a really resurgence in the magic. Uh, in, like, Wicca and, uh, you know, pagans, if you want to call them that. So I think uh, we... <laughs> excuse me. I've been doing that podcast for about a year. And it seems to be, uh, you know, really resonating with people. Uh, especially, specifically women. I think it's a, it's a great way for women to feel empowered all of these years is they've secretly been mm-hmm. practicing magic, whether, uh, you know, whether the men realized it or not. Um, so, yeah, it's, but, yeah, like I said earlier, we usually devolve our conversations from, you know, whether or not we're talking about meditating on the full moon into, uh, you know, why I have to, uh, you know, uh, get off a, get off a tinder. And, you know, it's, there doesn't seem to be, you know, really any middle ground between the way everything kind of affects each other. God, I don't know if I could go on. Yeah, I've been married a long time. And, you know, my wife's on the show, as a matter of fact. But um, I don't know if I could go on Tinder. Then that seems dangerous to me. Is it not dangerous? <laughs> yeah, it, it is dangerous. I mean, because people like, you know, I mean, it, it's like we've reduced ourselves to like a split second decision now. Right, uh, or, right. Or each other of like physical, uh, physical looks. Um, you know, it's it, it, it is kind of a uh, you know. If you've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it feels like people have a hard time talking to each other now in public, um, like oh, yeah. communicating, actually using their words um, because they can't double tap and swipe each other's faces uh, like at a coffee shop. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> have you ever? At least they shouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I was at a uh, a restaurant bar the other night with some friends of mine. And there was something going on outside, and we were like on the twentieth floor. Something was going on outside on the street, and a friend of mine actually tried to pinch the window to zoom in, uh, and it's just like without even realizing, oh, he took his hand and tried to pinch like oh. you know zoom. And I was just like, oh man, like the robots won. You know, I mean, we uh, you know we're definitely. You know, we've, we've so accustomed to that. I had a dude try to uh, start a conversation with me at a coffee shop the other day, um, which he was holding the door open for me, which is, you know, not the craziest thing that's ever happened. But then mm-hmm. he, as he was holding the door, I said, thank you. I'm locked and loaded with that. So I say, thank you. And he goes, so how's your day going today? And I don't know what happens to you when a stranger tries to start a conversation <laughs> unexpectedly <laughs> in public, but my, my whole body <laughs> shuts down. Like, I just start making, like, <laughs> monkey noises. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, it's really, 
jokes me, but I think that's just like a an indication of how like disconnected we've become from one another, even though we're more connected than ever in technology. But Tinder's a good example of that. Like people don't know how to be a person anymore. Mm. You know, Ryan, I've been talking about that. I, I do a morning show as well, and on this show, uh, I've been talking about that. I think people are getting more and more and more like automatons because of video uh, games because of all because of digital digital is hurting us more than it's helping us in my opinion yeah i would agree with that uh i think eventually it's my hope anyway that we'll like crescendo and there'll be a crash and love it uh, you know just like you just like people love vinyl records again um yep. i think eventually it's going to be hip or cool to actually talk to a person and, and you know, and actually, you know, face to face, those are going to be the new hipsters. Oh, I'm going to go meet someone and have a conversation with them. Oh, it's like, oh, you're such a hipster. Um, <laughs> but it is, well, you know, it's yeah. like you're so old school. Oh, that's I like that about you. You know, it's uh, I don't know. It's tough to keep up with all the technology, and I do think you're right about that. Um, I, you know. And Stephen Hawking, before he died, said, you know, you know, singularity, the robots, and all that kind of stuff, that's going to be the death of us all. And then you it have... It is. Yeah. And then you have Elon Musk, who's, you know, got his own space company. He's saying, you know, that uh, I think it was like a year and a half ago, he came out and said that it's like a one in a billion chance we're not living in a computer simulation, and we've now figured it out. And then Stephen Hawking's like, hey, when the robots wake up, in <laughs> singularity... Uh, it's bad news for humans because they're going to know the robots. And Elon Musk is like, "Dude, we're in a computer." And Stephen Hawking's like, "Dude, the computers are just gonna, the robots are going to know their computers." And over here, Steve, Elon Musk is like, "Dude, we're it's like, man, maybe we're the robots." And it's maybe. like, I mean, I don't think it's ever going to be that funny, but like people need to hear it. You know what I mean? It's like, what if we're the robots we've been worried about this whole time? I need to, I need to find John Connor. Basically, is what it boils down to. We need to talk. We need to have a conversation with his mom. You know, it's amazing to me what I found out, Ryan, and this is absolutely true because I work with a lot of people that contribute a lot of things like stories, this, that, and the other thing, or if I read a lot of, uh, you know, commercials live, and because you don't get likes or smiley faces to finish your work, no one ever finishes their work anymore. It's really weird. You know, they'll oh, give you a wow. script that's not finished. It's like, really? Just finish your work. And I honestly got things because there's no reward at the end of it. Like, you get immediately rewarded on, on digital, where if you're just typing up a, a, a commercial, you don't. Well, and I, I think mean, it bothers the hell out of them. From a purely biological standpoint, you know, if I post a picture of my cat on Facebook, I'm going to get a bunch of likes and stuff, which if yes. I chose to... Uh, accept it that way would be basically be an effortless dopamine rush. You well, know, I the, get acceptance mm-hmm. from my peers for doing no effort. Well, we're in the age of instant gratification. Exactly. It's instant gratification. Whereas if I do work, you know, at the most, I'm going to get a paycheck in a couple weeks or something And like nobody that. cares right. about money yep. anymore. Yeah. So it's, I think it's, Ooh. it has something to do with people interpreting social media likes as something that matters. Like, it's fine exactly to get likes, what I'm saying. but you have to understand that they don't mean anything, you know? Right. right. Yeah, they really, I mean, it's almost like, you know, it's the same thing when people say money is a social construct and it's not worth anything, but yet people's lives are devoted to the accumulation of it. Um, and oh, now it's God, like this, yeah. new, it's this new form of currency, uh, but it's even more than that. It, it, you know, it really, so, I mean... Listen, I, I don't really feel like I'm in a great position to talk about the negative effects of instant gratification. My career is stand-up comedy, uh, which is the entertainment version of instant gratification. I mean, being a stand-up is, is so amazing because you don't have to be a screenwriter and wait for a year and a half by the time you finish the script to see if people like it or to be an actor to wait uh, not as long but still pretty long to see if people enjoy that. Like, I know immediately through reaction, whether it's on this show or whether it's at the shows I'm doing this weekend, like, I know, boom, I know if if this is resonating. So I'm kind of an instant gratification junkie in that way. So I do understand. I try, oh, it... Yeah, it, it makes you wonder, like, where does it all 
where does it all lead to? And uh, it, it is kind of a scary thought sometimes, but, in, you know, just the idea of putting down your phone for 24 hours uh, makes people freak out. Uh, oh, God, so, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's like, you know, and I don't know all the science about, like, the dopamine and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, when you start reading stories about how they built the apps to look like, mm-hmm. you know, slot machines or, you know, to have yep. the same effect yep. that slot machine tab and like you have to pull down to refresh oh did i hit the did i hit the three sevens on yeah. this time does that red light right. pop up it's like, oh man it's it's really scary i think it is people you could reach out to ryan singer ryan singer comedy.com on facebook uh, uh facebook.com slash events slash ryan singer podcast me and paranormal you and this is where the magic happens Try to slog through, Ryan. Try to slog through. That's all I can say. <laughs> right? You know, we're going to try to make it through this digital world and uh, retain as much humanity as possible, hopefully. Uh, and the best way to do that is to go see a live comedy show and, and laugh with other human beings in the same room. I mean, talk about feeling connected to other people. Uh, that's where the juice is for me. So, uh, so I appreciate you guys uh, having me on this morning. Absolutely. Now, where do you do most of your appearances in comedy? All over the country? Uh, yeah, I'm traveling this year. I'm going to be traveling less than usual, but you know, I'll, I'll go to the Midwest, the Southeast, uh, you know, out west. Um, you know, usually comedy clubs. Uh, although the last couple of years, a lot of uh, like one nighter type of venues with uh, local comedy schools will put on their own shows and oh, alternative okay. venues. So you know, I pop into those places a lot as well. Like it could be a well, random me- brewery, right? Well, let us know when you're going to head to the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Oh, I'll be there actually uh, tomorrow and Saturday at the Comedy Corner Underground uh, doing two shows. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Yeah, so I'll be there uh, one show Friday, two shows Saturday. Uh, I even bought long johns. You know how hard it is to find long johns in Los Angeles? (laughs) Well, that's kind (laughs) of difficult. Yes, I do understand that. But yeah, I'm I'm trying to be prepared. Uh, yeah, so 1501 Washington, uh, yeah, yeah, it's 1501 Washington Avenue South. That'll be wonderful. Thanks, Ryan. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate Have a good it. day. Have a good rest of the day. Okay. You too. Bye. We'll be back. Second hour. Another great guest coming up next hour with the family.